Guys, we're here. This is exciting. This is exciting. We made it happen. We yeah. made it happen. Yeah. Marshall and I have been very excited for this, Jason. Uh, as well. you, you are our first guest. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks yeah. for having me in, guys. Dude, we... Even though uh, I, miss, I might have missed the first one. I'm sorry about well, that. you know, we weren't going to mention it. We were hoping you'd bring it up, but now... Nah. <laughs> I got to own my stuff, dude. I own it. <laughs> no. Late than never. For That's sure. Right. For sure. So we, we're excited to start this series. Uh, music and beer just seem to go together. Fantastically. Right. Yeah, Marshall? If, if, if memory serves... It does. It does. It does. <laughs> I think. And if it doesn't, it then that it proves does? that it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Marshall, uh, is, is, uh, that's one thing him and I connected on was uh, music, our love of music. And I would come in the yeah. back or the, in the brew house, and he'd be playing some off-the-wall shit. And I'm like, dude, is this Tyler Childers, or is this, you know? <laughs> He's like, hell yeah, dude. Uh, so, uh, and I've, I've heard uh, uh, Jason DeVore playing back there quite a few times as well. So. Right on. Thanks, Marshall. <laughs> in many different forms. Yeah. That's right. you one. <laughs> so, uh, where do we start? I mean, we want to hear about him, right? We want to yeah. kind of hear about, uh, you're, you're an Arizona guy, right? I am born, an Arizona guy. Born yeah. and raised. I was. I was born and raised here. Yeah, check this out right here. Something special coming your way, friends. Don't forget about this. What is that? Get your lips on this guy. This is a this is a brew that we have uh, collaborated on. Actually, here at Simple Machine with Marshall and the whole team, uh, called uh, what is it called again? Born and bred. <laughs> born and That's bred. That's why I said born red. and raised. I was like, what's a born and raised, born and bred? <laughs> I had to recycle it. Uh, yeah, born and bred Irish Red. It's a really delicious new brew that came out with uh, Simple Machine Brewing, and uh, myself. We talked about a lot of things, like I say, music incorporated with the. Uh, the the beers and uh it just seemed like it made sense completely yeah uh we're both fans of music both fans of beer and it's it's awesome it's yeah. it's here simple machine and uh yeah i was born and raised here going back to the idea of the uh, born and bred uh, i was born here in 1997 september 9th um i was actually moved to wyoming when i was about one years old parents had separated and we moved out there and uh dad stayed here um but i lived out in wyoming uh for about 15 years of my life okay. growing up out there in small towns just uh, skateboarding, you know, rivalries against cowboys in every town we went to, basically. Yeah. Because you know? there were about five of us that skated in small towns, listened to punk rock and whatever coming up, and uh, the rest didn't. You were, you were so. the outcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, the rest so it didn't. Definitely a headbutting, headbutting game out there for, for many years of my youth. But uh, during that time frame, like I said, my dad still uh, was uh, based here in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. And so um, being young as I was, I got the visitation rights to come out for the summers about like once a week. Or what's I'm sorry, once a summer, uh, started off about a week, and then as time went on, it was like two weeks, and then three weeks, and then during that time frame, um, I my dad's apartment complex down there in Mesa, uh, there's a kid next door. I had not no friends out here really at the time, and uh, so just one year there was a uh, a kid next door that I wasn't uh, hip to yet, but went swimming at the pool, and I had long hair at the time, and he had long hair at the time, and. Uh, and uh, he was on one side of the pool, and I was on the other side of the pool, and we were the only cats in the pool. And we both thought we were chicks. <laughs> and so we both slowly start creeping toward each other, like, in this pool. Like, yeah. hey. <laughs> Come to find out, we get close, we're both topless. We're like, what's up? <laughs> it's getting better and better. You know, 12-year-old me or 13-year-old me. And uh, so we... Come head to head, find out we're a bunch of couple of dudes, and we're like, "Oh, what's up, bro? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you, man. I mean, she was hanging out, you know, swimming my thing, summertime. Yeah, and uh, come to find out, we both lied about our age to try and be cooler yeah. one another. Yeah. And uh, so we both said we were fourteen or thirteen. I'm sorry, and we both ended up being twelve, being thirteen in a month, and became best friends out here. Yeah, my friend Jerry Douglas, and uh, he happened to go to school with a bunch of cats around in Westwood High School, and uh, I met them. So I instantly had tons of friends and buddies of his. And they all played music. We all skateboarded, 
did all that stuff, drank, smoked cigarettes, just things teenagers <laughs> do. Yeah. You know? That's just yeah. what you do as a teenager. Yeah, you do. You can't skateboard and not smoke cigarettes. You can't. Right? Right. Especially <laughs> in small towns back in Wyoming. That's yeah. what you do. You smoke two packs a day and you just get back on the board and skate in the same corner and uh, piss off the city. So uh, we started playing music together one summer, uh, just kicking it around. I, I played in a punk band back home called DEA. It was called uh, Dream, just egotistical assholes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so it was really bad. It was horrible. Horrible music, and uh, we didn't know what we were doing. But I could sing a little bit. Yeah. And I had the uh, punk rock ethos in my brain, at least, as a, as a youth. You yeah. know, and, and so they played a little acoustic guitar and stuff uh, in guitar class together. And I started just writing a song or a melody to something they put together, my friend Bill Marks and Jeremy Wood and Jerry, and uh, just wrote it right there with them. I rewrote a song. Yeah. And, uh, Bill was like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> He's like, do you want to be our singer and start a band? I was like whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh i was i loved punk rock music but i was just my heart was in skateboarding so you I didn't play any instruments or anything like that leading up to that i picked up a guitar and like the three chord punk rock in the truth progression i knew two of them okay you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? and uh, that was about it man for me like really and my mom always sang growing up and she knew all the words to like all the songs on the radio which blew my mind uh now i know why because it's the same song over and over again sure. <laughs> but still give her the credit for that because it was awesome yeah and i was super impressed by it and uh, it just it's, it grabbed me something about singing grabbed me in that regard and so uh my passion was skateboarding i wanted to be a pro skateboarder and uh punk rock music came with that and then you know as time went on music kind of overtook with injuries and years that came yeah. punk rock and uh, music in general became more of the, the driving force of my my life yeah. and um here we are 28 years later uh same band doing the same thing but just on a crazier scale and it's pretty fucking awesome so i love it it's fun. At, at what point <laughs> did you realize oh I'm a professional musician now. Like I still haven't figured that out. <laughs> I still haven't gotten it, bro. I'm, still, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just out there rocking out. People one just, day, one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, someday in my 60s, I'm going to be like, man, yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. But no, really, I mean, I think as far as like a turning point of like, we're really doing this. We're not just dicking around completely now. It's like we got things that are starting to happen and we're starting to see like tours coming up and we're starting to see people take interest and actually care about the music that we love so much. And we were just impressed by it. We're like, whoa, people like what I'm talking about. That's kind of my bad day yesterday. You know, yeah. it's like they can relate to that. And that's what really was the driving force with me a lot more. And just the music was people letting me know that they also could relate to what was going on. And you didn't feel so shunned or outcast, even me individually. You, you saw that you were not crazy completely, that it was a natural emotion to have or a feeling to have or a letdown to have and to have feeling about that rather than just put it away. Sure. You know, and that's yeah. my, my favorite part of expression is that release of singing and talking about it and releasing it and getting that feedback from other people that uh, it may have helped in some situations uh, that they could relate to or that uh, may have saved their life yeah. in some situations, I've been told, which has been mind-blowing to that's me. Stellar, yeah. Yeah. All from your garage and just your aspirations and expression. Like yeah. So it's a really beautiful, cool thing, the way that you can touch people and relate with people through music and uh, just being honest with yourself and... Uh, you know, opening those walls up a bit, I guess. Yeah. But the point, the question was, I got off track, sorry. <laughs> the question was, when did I realize things were maybe professional? That was great. That we were at yeah. Marshall. <laughs> wow. sorry, I get on <laughs> tangents, man. I get, I, I get, started tearing up. I go deep into the hole I have here. 34 hours of memory card, Jason. So <laughs> okay, we got time. You're saying there's a chance. Yeah. No, but uh, so around 2000 and 2000 was when we started having some friends of ours here locally on the edge back in the day, Craven Moorhead, Nancy Stevens, Robin Nash. Um, 
there was a thing called Backyard Bollocks on the Scott Punk show here locally, and it was like once every Sunday. They play a local band, and uh, it was a whole punk rock show in genre, the Scott Punk, you know. And uh, <clears throat> we went. I went down to the station. I remember taking our little demo down there and like sliding under the door and like I kept calling and calling and harassing Craven you know now now dear friends you know <laughs> I think I made I think I made him be my friend yeah. over time <laughs> wasn't gonna let him go um, but uh, he ended up picking it up and listening to it and he told us oddly that we were to me oddly um, it was such a compliment that we reminded him of old descendants and um, it's meant meant the world you know and he played us and we I remember I'll never forget we all sat in my friend my old drummer Jim Wilcox uh, his his parents' house around a boombox, uh, with the radio actually cranked up the full old dial and all that <laughs> shit, dude. Yeah, and uh, just sat around it and they played our song "Open Eyes," and he played our song "Open Eyes" for us, and uh, we were just freaking out, like flipping out, like we had, were like, "This is the thing!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> holy shit, people are hearing this <laughs> actually. Radio, yeah, people are fucking hearing this song. I recorded it. And came Ricky Bobby, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, <clears throat> that happened, and then from there we did. Other songs like Sky's the Limit was a song that we did uh, after that fact, and then One More Minute as well, which wasn't really my jam. I wasn't a big reggae guy back then at all. It was punk rock, and that was it. Yeah. So something I could skate to. If I could skate to it, it was a good yeah. song. You know, I couldn't skate to that shit. You well, can't no, you skate to it. I was bummed out at the time. I was like, I don't get it. What am I supposed to do with this thing? <laughs> you know, I've grown up a lot since then, obviously. But with that, it inspired me uh, in a completely different way. And I think that's kind of what made that song more of an abstract, not just a reggae-type song, but something weird. You know, which uh, because of that of, influence of like not wanting to make it completely a reggae song. Yeah, yeah. and some, how do you diversify something so simple, well, that's that long, and make it interesting and keep people's attention, keep my yeah. own attention, I guess, yeah. anything else to keep them interested. <laughs> yeah. So it uh, it was it was a fun job to put myself through, I guess, in that regard to try and make it interesting. Um, but from there, we recorded that song, a demo of One More Minute, Sky's the Limit, and then he started playing Sky's the Limit, which started getting much more interest, like from people calling and actually liking the song. And then it got transferred into uh, actual rotation on main air, yeah. and then they then they you know they got calls, and then we gave them one more minute, and then that just got a lot of calls. Yeah, and people kept on calling, and then all of a sudden they kept on spinning it, and more spins. Then we started playing bigger shows because people were getting more uh, more aware of us, and then record labels started getting aware of these charts that they have, and they see this unsigned band getting all this love on the radio, and uh, so they started flying out and saying, "What's up?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh universal uh was interested in us at the time and then uh love atlantic they actually flew out and saw us play a show at boston's back in town and it was a packed house that night i remember i'll never forget i jumped off the roof and snapped my ankle i remember that it was like one of the first old skateboard injuries re revisited uh, and it's been a thing like ever you were since. on stage and like that was part of your stage performance well i climbed on top of the actual building of the yeah. thing outside yeah and jumped off the roof of the building of the uh actual uh concert hall itself <laughs> and uh, didn't make a good solid landing didn't land that ollie um but yeah so that uh yeah i was i'm pretty neurotic when it comes to the show stuff it's you know the highest thing i can find i'm always looking to get up there and fall as hard as possible basically <laughs> so uh it explains a lot about my 42s uh these days and uh walking around out of bed afterwards but so they came out and uh they thought it was maybe like an overnight fling like a local fling that yeah. it kept on happening with the spins and interest in the songs and the band and so we ended up getting a record deal with them. And then from that point, we just hit the road running. And it was like tour. And I've been touring yeah. Yeah, nonstop since 2001, basically. Uh, after the seven years, we first started the initial band, you know, uh, playing locally in Mexico and things of that nature. And so that's when I had that. Things are going on. Like <laughs> this yeah. is about to change, I think, a bit more. And now just to clarify, we never even, Authority Zero. 
Is the oh, band. Yes, the yeah, band we, is Authority Zero. Sorry. We keep talking about the band, and we know we know who we're talking about. But yes, Authority Thanks Zero. Thanks for listening, friends. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you guys realize, all right, this is the you know what this is kind of the turning point, and then you've been you've been touring. Uh, Marshall and I talk about it all the time. Like, couldn't imagine touring. And you were talking about just getting in the town and how like it's good to eat fresh food. Yeah, right? I just went to Mexico this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> went to Mexico this weekend. Roger Klein, the peacemakers, have Circus Mexicus down there. I really wanted to make it, yeah. Oh, it was a blast, dude. It was such a good time. It was our third time down there. Uh, an old memory popped up from five years ago. I was playing there just like tequila it out. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it's such a good time. Played three shows down there. They've been so gracious as to, as to welcome me back. And me and my friends went down there as a three-piece yeah. and played three shows in the last two days. I just can probably tell a little bit, but got yeah. back yesterday. Really just snacked along the way. Had a couple uh, El Pastor tacos okay. down right. there. They're freaking <laughs> awesome. Fucking outside of Banditos, the guy, the guy was there like last year and like I think five years ago even. But he's the guy we went to and we yeah. kept on ordering those, like nibbling upon them, you know, just. And then my buddy Blake, who plays Jambe with me. He played uh, here. They played here with us. Yeah. 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 He played here with us. He'll be here on July 2nd as well. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, but he bought like 20 tacos like the last show and just so we took them all back to the hotel and just like had a. Freaking gorge, yeah, feast. <laughs> Wakes up with it on his chest and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. seriously. Probably, I think he did, actually. <laughs> he was on his, sh- his shirt the next day of the show. <laughs> um, but yeah, awesome. So we got back home yesterday, like I say, uh, with touring. You don't eat a whole lot of awesome unless you really are conscious about it and like make the time to go find those things. A lot of times you get your rider, but a lot of times it's just, again, snacks or candy yeah. bars. or We've been you know, having people. We, tr- we switched it up over the years quite a lot. Um, but uh, we try and get like carrots or... Anything like something, some kind of vitamin or something to help you stay alive <laughs> sort of and give the, give the kids the show they deserve every night when you're doing yeah. that every single night. It's, it's very intense, very grueling. It takes a lot of energy yeah. uh, with the driving, the lack of sleep, the patience, the, just the shows, obviously, you know, and just the camaraderie. It's like, uh, it's all just, it's very, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. So uh, a full good meal is awesome. <laughs> Being all that story for that point. That's right. Hey, <laughs> uh, you, just you, shut me up whenever, man. No, we were we were both looking at it once again, man. We're intrigued. We're intrigued. So, all right. So, you're you're out touring with Authority. Yeah. And you picked up the guitar again. Yes. Like, Full time. You like wanted to learn it. You were playing it on tour. I remember you shared a story with me during Fruit Day. Yeah. About how you you know every time you weren't on stage or hanging out, you'd be strumming, and learning, trying to learn some stuff. Yeah. What what brought back your desire to start playing? And then eventually lead to like the conviction series. So what wanted me to get back to playing was actually learn how to start playing. <laughs> I, that was really the actual driving force with that was wanting to actually learn how to play the guitar legitimately. And uh, cause I could dabble still, like I messed around. Bill had taught me a couple of things, you know, my guitar player. And I just wanted to once I learned those couple of things, he, he taught me the power bar chord, you know, like the main chord that he's like, if you do this. You learn this one hand structure, which feels weird right now. You can move that shit anywhere you want and make different sounds and notes. I was like, and I tried, and I, I remember like the first week, I just would like move my hand, and like keep my hand on this thing, not even strumming, just doing this up and down the guitar, like switching it down one chord, moving it up here. And then I started doing the strumming thing because it's like two different mechanics, obviously, and you know, it's like drumming in some weird regard to where you have to separate the elements, you know, and uh, make it make sense. And so. From there, I just got more excited about it, and uh, then I started writing songs that were not punk rock songs, that were not even rock and roll songs, they weren't even reggae songs, they were nothing songs, they were just like, they'd say singer-songwriter songs, but they weren't even really that. They were just abstract enough to where it didn't make any sense with the band, even though we were weird. 
You know, <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> and so they were still the same. A whole new level. A whole new level, yeah, different. And so I, I really embraced it, though, and I, I really enjoyed them, and I didn't want to just put them to the wayside and just be like, that was a cool thing, whatever. I started just elaborating on those songs, and uh, the same emotion and passion was coming out of me, if not even more so. Um, and during that time frame, um, I was on tour with a band called New Blood Revival, and uh, we we're on the East Coast, and somebody, w- one of the guys was in the band, the van with us, and they popped in Jeff Buckley. And uh, Jeff Buckley, if those are, nobody knows him, um, is a great artist. He's passed away since. Him and his dad both passed away, I think, swimming the same river. Really? It, oh. it might be one of those anomalies yeah. or like conspiracy theory things. I, I didn't know his dad was a, was a famous musician, too. I believe that's yeah. the thing. That's my story yeah. I was told back then, at least. This is a long time ago, too. But Jeff Buckley, certainly a uh, beautiful voice, and that really compelled me as well. And I was like, I've been just screaming and doing the thing, singing a little bit, but not using my voice to that, to that uh, extent or whatever. And I was like, man, I want to do this shit, too. That's really cool. I want to just sing, you know, and <clears throat> use and see what the limits are. And so I started using that with the guitar playing, learning both of those elements and brought them together, and then started creating more songs like that. And then uh, my friend Brian Sandell, I called him up. I remember um, I was at Papago Brewing, actually. Uh-huh. I was like, hey, I got this new song. It's like, it's kind of weird. I'm like, he had, he had equipment in his garage, you know. And uh, I was like, you might help me record it real quick and see what, what it turns out like just for fun. And so we did. <clears throat> we did, and then we went on to do another song and another song, and then from there we had 12 songs. I'm like, well, we have an album now. Let's put it out. Why not? And see if we can't shock the shit out of our Authority Zero fans and <laughs> see what happens with that. <laughs> you know? And that's kind of what happened. It was like people were like, oh, what is this thing? You know, this is different, completely different. And I was like, yeah, and it's very uh, like all the vibrato, the vibrato comes out, the high notes, the the prettiness and all that, the beauty of uh, those type of songs. And I just really enjoyed it. And people uh, of different walks of life also started enjoying it. And I started playing out open mic nights just to get better at playing guitar and singing at the same time uh, at that comfort level because it was like starting all over for me. As much as we toured, as big a crowds as I played in front of around the world or whatever, it was like starting from scratch. Right. And I loved it. You're, you're by yourself. I was so <laughs> yeah. I was so yeah. excited about that. Yeah. It was like so exciting to start. You know, I wouldn't tell any. I wouldn't say Jason DeVore from Authority Zero playing the night acoustic at this open mic or whatever. I really wanted to just go in there as a fresh start. Just a, you know, not not a word. My own new songs and just play them and see what people thought, get their actual honest reactions to them, and uh, <clears throat> just try it out and see what happens. And I've uh, had a great time doing it. Now I'm three records deep into it, and I've got my fourth recording right now. So people like it, nice, and it's fun. <laughs> I think some people are enjoying it. Well, I remember, nice. I remember nice. back in the day we we were at Club Red for an open mic night, huh? and I didn't know it was you, but you started playing. And we were sitting at the bar drinking. And I was like, this guy sounds a lot like Jason DeVore. <laughs> 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 and then my buddy, Clayton, Divided Vine, you're, you're playing there yeah. in July as well. Okay. He was with me drinking. And he's like, yeah, he's, it's almost like he's trying to sound like that. <laughs> Copycat. <laughs> I was like, come on. Thievery. be a little more original than that. <laughs> right? And it turns out it was you. So yeah. that was kind of cool. Thanks, man. Like a nice little run-in, you know? Yeah. And that was what I was hoping for too. People might have noticed this. You know, I've got that kind of weird timbre of the voice that, no matter what you do, yeah, it's, it's kind of going to be you the have thing. Unique voice. Oh, thanks. thanks and man. that's the first time I heard uh, "Hold Me Down." You were playing it. Oh, time. cool. And that's yeah. what, that's where I, that's where I started kind of delving into more. I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of getting it a little bit. I think I felt like I was combining some of the uh, authority elements that I had developed over the years with what I was doing with the other thing on the side and kind of interweaving them. Yeah. You know, and to so, make your own sound, yeah, like to kind of create that unique Jason DeVore. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm doing. I was, uh, <laughs> so when you're when you're writing your own songs, uh, that kind of the conviction or the weird level, 
Yeah. What's, weird what's your writing process look like? Like, does it, hmm. you know, does it come music first or melody first or does it kind of happen by accident? It's more? all like accident, really, it honestly is. It's like, it's like all the Authority songs, too, is like I've got pieces of paper. Like, now it's like digital stuff more <laughs> so because you've got your phone. You can take your notes in your phone or whatever, yeah. your sound, your sound, like, buttons or whatever <laughs> but i had like for years like just like little recorders like the tape recorders of mini guys pieces of paper like garbage receipts like just i couldn't sleep at night like i like wake up in the middle of the night about to close you know go to sleep close off my mind and all of a sudden i'm like fuck <laughs> and i get up turn the fucking lights on like write this one word or line down or like that's like i'm gonna forget that in the morning kind of shit and otherwise i'd see i keep singing it in my head and just to remember the next morning and uh then I couldn't stop until I wrote it down because I knew I'd just forget it, and I was so bummed. I'd be so bummed that I wouldn't do that. So same thing happens still, even with the uh, solo music. It's like it's just fragments will pop in, or, or something happens, happens, or it's like a moment in the day, and it just triggers something. And then, uh, or I'll hear something that's not what I'm actually hearing. It's a weird, different note or sound that sounds like something else, and I'll be like, "That was cool." And I was yeah. like, "Now I can take my phone and record that one note or that one line." And then all of a sudden that. It becomes a tangent of like an hour, of like starting to write a song, and it'll be in the middle of dinner, yeah. you know, or like <laughs> at like a nice, nice proper dinner or something. I'm like, I gotta go for a second, <laughs> you know. And my wife gets it, you know, but like yeah. everyone's like, where's he? Why is he taking a dump for so long? You know, like, <laughs> we're in the middle of something important here, and it's like the family's here, but it's 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 that important, and uh, it it does make for some of the best songs in those situations, and it's never like really a separation of like I'm writing a song for my. Bollocks or Deadlies or uh, Irish band or the solo acoustic or the authority stuff. Uh, it's just just writing, and then uh, it just turns out to be like this makes more sense with this, I guess, or yeah. this is developed then into this. Um, songs like Big Bad World, <coughs> I'm sorry, uh, Courage, things of that nature, all started with that acoustic, uh, just simple simple station in mind, you know. And then it's like, well, this could be a bitch and rock song, you know. Yeah. You get the guys in the group involved and like the harmonies and like all their talents involved in it could be next level op, you know, epic. And I think that the fans of authority would dig this too kind of thing as a whole production. For sure. So that's the process of that, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've ever, always wondered. So yeah, yeah, that's it. I just don't sleep. I yeah. can't sleep at night. My brain's going, woo. Like, remember that one time? Like, don't think, don't even think about it. Don't even think. Okay. You're up. And I'm losing sleep. And I'm losing sleep. <laughs> Have you ever heard, there's a Mitch Hedberg joke where he's like, I'm a comedian, so at night he's like, I get ideas. And so, I, you know, wherever I'm at, I have to write these ideas down. He's like, so sometimes I'm in my hotel late at night, I'm really tired. And I, I have to, what is this, I have to write the joke down. Or if the pen's too far away, I have to convince myself that what I thought of ain't funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Dude, Mitch Hedberg is awesome. Right, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this test of me? It's a street. Oh man! If he was still alive, I would I would do everything I could to get him on this. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. He was he was brilliant. Uh, Well, I think we ready to play some music. Yeah, right. Are are you ready to play some music? I think so. Well, dude. So, where do people find you? Where do where do people? uh, How can they find out what the hell's going on with you? Well, you can find me July second at Simple Machine Brewing. If you want to come on down here with some friends for the release of this brand new, delicious, born and bred Irish red. Uh, beer and uh, <laughs> <laughs> give it a sample but no really online you can check me out at jasondevore.com uh, official Jason DeVore on Instagram uh, I've always posted up some of my artworks there my music uh, different things different things and shows that are happening and uh, kind of catching up with past shows as well and uh, authorityzero.com is the band so go check out authorityzero.com and that'll take you to all the networks that are available for listening and viewing pleasure excellent yeah 
dude. Hell thanks yeah. for joining. Oh, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, Marshall is very excited. Marshall's been a fan of yours for I'm a long time. Well, <laughs> it's been great working with you and being meeting your acquaintance more and more over the years. Well, from it's kind of like you um, pressuring Craven to. Like be your friend. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, Jason. <laughs> my my whole staff teases me. Like, hey, don't fanboy too hard when uh, when Jason's around. You're really good at not. I mean, you really are. <laughs> that's if that's a thing. You really play a really good. I get it out job. of my system before you show up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You You're a very him. cool, collective person, there, Marshall. It's very good. It's very you. You, you exude. <laughs> yeah, I've been mad like three times in my life, and it's not pretty. No. Yeah, see, that's me. That's me. It's like you don't want to piss off the calm guy, man. It's right. like when it happens, there's a lot of shit built down inside there. Yeah. It's going to come out when you say the wrong dumb thing. Yeah. And then you're so, mad that you're mad. Then you're so mad that you're mad. You're like, that's mad. not me. That's yeah. not me. Now it's me. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, dude, let's, uh, yeah. let's hear some music, man. Very let's excited. Let's play some music. Awesome. This song called When We Rule the World. It goes like this. Right. 
recreating this dystopian somehow. Are we the way seeing now? Cause we don't walk down these streets anymore. No, we don't feel the same way we had before. And so rock yourself to sleep and call on me when we rule the world. We don't walk down these streets anymore. We don't think the same way we had before. So rock yourself to sleep and call on me when we rule the world. We don't walk down these streets anymore We don't feel the same way we had before So rock yourself to sleep and call on me when we rule the world Yeah, on me when we <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, nice work. Thanks, man. I had the one squeaker there, but that adds personality, right? <laughs> the song is called Courage. So you say you're on your own and nothing's going right. We're fist to fist and heart to heart. Let's get back up and fight. Torn like a flag on a battleground, stepped on and beaten down. Somehow, you somehow, you still manage. And you manage to survive, you manage to survive It's your courage Take them on, take them out, take a stand, take a bow It's your courage Take them on, take them out, take a stand, take a bow In your self-doubt And if a picture says a thousand words Take until those words run out Well, it's a new chapter in your life Your broken soul, your broken bones Your broken heart, your broken bonds But you still fight to make it right It's your broken soul, your broken bones Your broken heart, your broken bonds But you still fight to make it right To make it right It's your Take them out, take a stand, take a bow, it's your courage. 
stage. Take them on, take them out, take stand, take them out. chance line them up let's make it last why wait when the days are fast make the call don't let it pass last call or last chance line them up let's make it last why wait when the days are fast make the call don't let it pass last call or last chance line them up let's make this last why wait when the days are fast make the call don't let it pass last call or last chance line them up let's make it last make it last make it last it's your Take them on, take them out, take a stand, take a bow, it's your courage. Take them on, take them out, take a stand, take a bow. Oh, 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 it's your, it's your courage. It's your courage, 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 it's your courage. The song's about your courage. (laughs) Woo! Alright, this song is called Vertigo. Yeah. (laughs) That's about just right. There's only one thing that I need to say to you How could you not have noticed all the things you put me through Abandon me and leave me, just leave this all behind There always was a hole in your heart, I was blind Deliver me from madness, rediscover your own heart Chasing down the demons that have been there from the start This warm embrace to channel once again The feelings you felt when you were swore a friend Oh, so hold my hand, don't you leave me alone I'll hold my breath till I choke on my own Words that will never quite make the way back Go back to that place where your heart is so black Oh, I've been my tongue till I'm choking the death I've given this my everything, but there's nothing left, so let's call this what it will is this birthday or go on, take it away. Have you heard a single thing that I've been trying to say? Your boiling ambition, like a slap to the wrist. Never again as you shake with your fist, oh become never so clear. Clutch in your head, make this all disappear Now broken and beautifully, you squirm and decay Holding your fingertips out just to say Oh, please hold my hand, don't you leave me alone I'll hold my breath till I choke on my own Words that will never quite make the way back Go back to that place where your heart is so black Oh, I've been my tongue till I'm choking to death And I've given this my everything, so there's nothing left So let's call this 